Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mesidian Legend. My name is Alex Scott and today we're going to be talking about Opus 10 pre-release. So we didn't get a pre-release in Canada, um, at least not on time for the weekend. So I ended up traveling down to Everett, Washington, that's just north of Seattle, and I played in a pre-release there. Turns out we are going to get a pre-release in Vancouver, but it's going to be on release weekend. And then unfortunately on release weekend, we're not going to actually get any product. So we'll have to wait for boxes and stuff till later on. And that's kind of just how it goes in Canada. Uh, I've heard that other parts of Canada are having similar problems. And it is for sure the distributor's uh, problem. They're, they have some issues and we need to uh, to definitely address that. So hopefully we can get some product soon and, and then I can start building. I've actually been so psyched about the cards that we've played that uh, and in the pre-release that I've been doing a ton of playing on Untapped and then uh, soon Octagon uh, because I'm just so excited for this set. I'm more excited for this set than I was for Opus 9. So that's pretty exciting. So I traveled down to Geeky Villain, and this store is amazing. If you haven't heard of it, they are one of the biggest supporters of FFTCG in North America. And um, I've seen what other stores have done in the community support highlights uh, that they used to do, the contest they used to do last season, and Geeky Villain is right up there. They have um, winner's plaques every single um, season that they do. They have all sorts of um, play mats and prizes and um, last season someone won uh, a buster sword and a season before that somebody won a PS4 and while I was down there they did a bunch of raffles just straight up raffles for attending pre-release and I actually won an Advent Children Blu-ray um, which was pretty cool. I almost said Blu-ray DVD and that would have been pretty dumb. Uh, so anyway, went down to Geeky Villain, had an amazing time. I got to see my friends, uh, so I've gone down to Geeky Villain enough times now that uh, started to make friends with the folks down there, and that was awesome to see some uh, some of my friends and then make new friends as well. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about building my pre-release deck and how my matches went, and uh, then we're going to... Uh, just talk a little bit about Opus 10 in general and some things that I'm excited to do. But before we can get started, uh, I just want to mention that I have an awesome deal for all of my listeners slash viewers. If you shop at Cards of Ivalice, then uh, this deal is for you. So let's face it, if you're not shopping at Cards of Ivalice, then you need to fix that. Um, so if you if you are shopping there, you can use the promo code PORUMPALUM10 to get a discount on your order. That's Porum Palum 10. Uh, it's a capital P for Porum and for Palum, and then just the number 10. Uh, and if you don't know who those are, then this is the wrong podcast for you. So Porum Palum 10, and you can get a discount on your singles order, and you'll want to hit that up soon because uh, James Lockwood has already loaded uh, all of his single prices for Opus 10 into his website, and you can start getting ready to order as soon as release happens on Friday, November 8th. So that's pretty exciting. Okay, so next we're going to get into how uh, my deck building went and kind of what my sealed pool looked like. This is nine packed sealed, so um, there's a bigger selection of cards than we've ever had before. 
right, so the one thing you need to know about Geeky Villain is that they play best of three, and they play this for everything, including pre-release. So every single round, I got to play uh, three games except for the final round. We did four rounds of Sealed. I only played two because I lost in two. Um, my deck was kind of a total uh, mix of stuff. It Even though we were playing nine pack sealed now, which means you get a lot of cards, there's a lot of different um, opportunities to do some really solid deck building um, uh, themes, uh, I ended up going in every single element except for water, and I mean every single element. I had a light and a dark card, and I had fire, earth, lightning, wind, and ice and fire, and that is kind of crazy. I was pretty much playing a um, a six-pack sealed deck in nine-pack sealed, and it was kind of unfortunate. I'm going to do a video at some point where I evaluate my sealed pool again, and I kind of maybe I'm just not that great at sealed, and I missed something, and there was a better way to go. But I really couldn't figure out how to go into less elements without seriously losing my firepower because. I just didn't have very many good cards in the forward slot for a single element, so there wasn't really like a heavy base in an element that I could pick. For example, I had the most backups in water, but then I only had um, a little bit of water forwards and they didn't really do much. The water forwards I had were like Onion Knights and G-Divers and, and these cards that uh, just weren't going to win me any matches. So I ended up doing uh, this total mix of a deck and I'm going to talk a little bit about the deck but I do also understand that uh, this is all Opus 10 and you might not know the cards if I just mentioned them and I'm not going to read out every single card because that would be too much but I'll try to go through kind of some cards that were really good for me and, and kind of give you a general idea of my deck. So it was a sealed deck, which means you're playing 40-ish cards. I played 41, and I had about um, 14 backups in my deck. And I had, um, again, about three backups in each color. And this includes uh, the Dougals that produce multiple types of C CP. So I had a Fire Moogle that produces Ice CP. I had two Moogles, Wind Moogles, that produced Earth CP, and that kind of helped me round out my CP a little bit. Uh, so that was my backup line. I had Aldo, uh, which is my spoiler card for Opus 10, which is pretty cool. My, actually, in my first match, my my very first play was playing Aldo, so I thought that was kind of neat. In my very first interaction of Opus 10, I got to play my own spoiler card. Um, so that was my kind of my backup lineup, was a lot of type zero backups and doogles, um, nothing really spectacular. I honestly didn't use any of my backup abilities except for to just play backups. So they're all two CP blank cards. As far as I'm concerned, in Earth I had Noctis and that was relevant once to boost someone by 2k and then uh, kind of swing for some damage. Aldo was great for searching. I had Kalia Cheval, uh, but never brought back type zero cards with him. I had um, another type zero card that gave uh, first strike that was kind of a, a threat threatened with that, but never did it. And I even just had some uh, like loose as a fire backup just to kind of produce some fire CP. Uh, for my summon suite, I had quite a bit of different summons available to me. I ended up going with um, 
the Raiden, Shivan, and the uh, the Wind Summon, which I'm gonna pull up in a second here. I've got the deck sleeved right in front of me itself, and those are all like the two to one CP cantrippy type summons where they do like a little bit of damage in their elements identity and then draw you a card as well and they're all ex bursts so that's really great for sealed honestly just ex burst draw a card little ways to ping and that's quite important because the theme of this uh sealed format is going to be five cp forwards uh 9ks leading the way if you have 9k forwards you're going to grind out matches and it's pretty insane because you don't have these straight removal spells for the most part you need to be able to trade on board and if you can trade up some of your weaker forwards using stuff like self or um shivan or or raiden or whatever then that's really good but i also had um the new lightning monster Kana Kamui who was just a total MVP in sealed so it's a 3 CP reduce um, by 7,000 power on one of your opponents forwards by putting that monster into the break zone and at damage 5 it's reduced by 9,000 and in sealed you get to damage 5 pretty quickly they're quicker games um, although this format is slower than last format and you can really get to that five damage easier at six damage you lose so you really do need these damage five abilities become so vital so my one of my biggest tips if you're gonna go, still gonna play in a sealed event is that you do not put your opponent to five unless you absolutely have to if you're at, can put them to four and you have at least two attackers for the next turn don't attack with your fifth attacker wait till the next turn and finish them then if you put them on five damage and give them a turn there's a real chance that they can actually come back in a big way with some of these damage five effects um, so uh, i also had a card uh balsa or balasa which is the fire ba uh, fire summon now this card is going to be terrible and constructed it's four cp expert fire uh, summon deal 2000 damage to afford for every backup you control this is really good and sealed it is really bad and constructed, but you definitely want cards like this because this will kill 8Ks and higher, and you're going to need that in this format. I also had one 4CP Shiva, which is kind of a tricky card. It's uh, choose one active forward and one dull forward. You can dull the active forward and then ping the, um, the dull forward for 9K. That's a really super relevant number to hit. That's great, but you need to have an active uh, forward to select uh, so one thing you can do is you can actually select one of your own active forwards and dull it just so you can kill one of their forwards because if your opponent attacks with all their forwards they won't have anybody active and even if they're like they have someone active if they're attacking in the correct order then that forward that you want to ping for 9k might not be dull until everything else is dull and then you won't actually be able to ping it because then there's nothing active anymore so it's because of that stipulation this card can be pretty hard to play um, but I, I do think it's still like a really valuable piece of removal so two other cards that were really great for me were citra and reagan so those are the light and dark hero cards for the set reagan is a 5 cp ex burst forward that lets you choose one forward or back up 
other than bring it in your break zone and play it to your hand, or bring it to your hand. And Citra does the exact same thing for three CP and EX burst, but brings a summon uh, or a monster to your hand. So those types of recursion in light and dark are so relevant. Both Reagan and Citra have second abilities that have to do with more light or dark cards, but you're not likely to, to draft or to pull in your sealed uh, more light or dark cards. So really you're just running them for EX Burst Recursion, which is already good without the EX Burst, and it's amazing with the EX Burst. Uh, so those were very powerful cards for me. I had a whole big suite of, of uh, like bigger forwards um, and some really cool... Uh, forward abilities but what um, really helped me were a few cards so one of them was the 3 CP Garland and the idea is that you play him off of Aldo so you search him with Aldo you play him but with before you play anything that's three cost or less because when Garland enters the field you have to sack one of your own characters that's three cost or less Aldo is a 4 CP backup so if you play Garland by himself or if you play him with Aldo out you don't have to break anything, there's no drawback, and you get a 3 CP 9k with first strike, which is super relevant in sealed. So I recommend trying to get uh, that combo going if you can. The one downside is that Garland doesn't have Brave, so you can't really put your opponent on the back foot. All you can do is stop them from attacking, and if they have combat tricks, then you're kind of hooped anyway. Um, so some other huge forwards for me were Ignacio, the fire forward. We talked about him in uh, some of my videos. Uh, also, um, Sakura was absolutely incredible. That's a 2 CP lightning forward draw two cards. If your opponent has a damage forward, that was an incredible card. Uh, Noel wasn't that good. And I know that's a card that a lot of people were excited for. Uh, Noel is a card that says uh, when he attacks, activate Noel, and then he can attack again. So if your opponent doesn't have cards out, he can just attack twice, That's which seems really good. But because it's sealed, everybody's playing a bunch of bodies, a bunch of 8Ks. He's just going to trade into your opponent's 8K. Uh, and you can't really give him haste. There's not. I don't know if there's any ways to give him haste, but... Unless you can play him early and your opponent doesn't respond, you're actually never going to get too much value from him without pairing him with removal. Um, so some other cards that were really good for me uh, were, uh, so Shantoto the Legend, I pulled one of those, and she was excellent. Uh, just a really nice recursion, just kind of like Citra and Rygan, same, same deal. Very good recursion on a body. Uh, Warrior, the 4 CP standard unit can give one of your Fords Brave and a power boost, and that is so vital because you're often just in these swing races where you're trying to, in sealed, you're trying to just swing out and get to your opponent to six damage as quickly as possible, and you're going tit for tat, back and forth. So when you play Warrior and you give something Brave, that gives you the option to defend, but it also gives you that power boost depending on how much damage you've taken, and that's very significant. I was also able to pair his damage ability because he has two modes uh, with my other removal and that was pretty good as well. So if you see Warrior, I think he's a common, so just he's going to be really good. You should see a lot of him. Another card that was surprisingly good to me uh, was the 3 CP Zidane. Now this is again a card that's going to be absolute garbage tier in Constructed, but in Sealed it's really good and in particular this sealed, it's very sneaky because everybody is picking these four and five cost forwards with eight to nine K power and Zidane 
uh, he can sneak by because they cannot block Zidane. There's also very little removal for him because he cannot take damage from summons or abilities. So if you get him out and your opponent went hard on big forwards, you have a six-turn clock to win the game, which is pretty nice because there there honestly isn't that many ways to deal with him in this format. Um, so looking at my list here, there's a couple cards that disappointed um, one of them was Sid uh, from The Legend. I got him in foil, which was pretty nice, but he just doesn't do enough in sealed. And there's you can't really combo with him unless you pulled some uh, some good cheap removal, and I didn't. So he, he kind of just was a 3 CP 7K, and that was fine. Um, but I also thought Kurosame was going to be really great. He gets a discount if you have a uh, Type 0 card out. So he was often a 3 CP AK, and I thought that would be fine, but I didn't have enough ice to really utilize him. So I think he could be good, but um, I definitely, if I looked at my list again, I think I probably should have cut ice from it. So that's something that we'll review when I when I do a video about my sealed pool and how I need to learn how to play sealed. I mean, what, what really hurt me in the end is that I just didn't get high numbers of strong packages. So I'm gonna talk in a little bit about what is totally dominating the sealed format. And it's a couple of big rare cards and there's two different packages that are really good. Um, and I'll just quickly go over what they are. So there's the Eldernarsh and Camelot package and then there's the Black Tortoise Gilgamesh package. So I didn't receive any of those. I had one Eldernarsh and that was it. Whereas a lot of the people, actually pretty much all my matches were playing all of those cards in high quantities. And I just didn't get a lot of doubles of anything um, except for Warrior um, and everything else. I just had a lot of one-ofs and that makes it really, really tough to get any sort of synergy going. Um, so I'll talk more about what cards worked for other people when I talk about my matches next. So um, let's get into that. Uh, I played four matches and we'll kind of talk about how the, those went next. <laughs> All right, so let's talk quickly about my matches. My first round was against an Earth Ice Fire deck, and it was running the Black Tortoise Gilgamesh combo as well as the Camelot and Eldernarsh combo, which basically means you're playing all of these 9Ks with super relevant abilities. Gilgamesh can't not cannot be bounced. He cannot be broken. By abilities that send well sorry he can be broken but he can't be sent to the break zone by abilities um, he cannot be dulled and he's brave so he's just this really really great 9k that is just going to attack every turn and put you on a clock uh, so Eldernarsh is also a 9k that dulls things when he enters um, and he discounts Camelot or if Camelot so first he discounts Eldernarsh and there's also a card, 3CP 7K Earth Forward in Keto, who discounts Gilgamesh. So if you manage to pull these cards, put them all into a deck, it's worth it. They're all really good. They all have good abilities, and they have discounts, so you can just build up these big boards. So the, the game that was actually happening next to me was uh, an Earth Ice Lightning Mirror Match, and they also had full Eldernarsh, Camelot, 
and uh, Gilgamesh and Keto combos, and they were in this huge stalemate. Which brings me to the theme again of this sealed format is just it's pretty grindy because it's just a lot of really big bodies and no hard removal. There's a lot of um, just these awkward combat phases where you have to figure out like how you're going to get through your opponent and there's a lot of considerations to make which makes turns pretty slow so that's kind of a shame so I played my opponent um, uh, so we played three uh, games went to game three and um, I just kind of got outvalued again by these these coherent combos while my deck had so many one ofs and I was split between so many elements there was a lot of times where I had a good play to make but I just didn't have the right element CP to use so it was just kind of a mess I did manage to open uh, Aldo into Garland twice though which is is pretty good uh, and it was a really uh, fun final round we did go to time and and at that point it was just a tiebreaker who had more damage so we didn't actually get to play that final game unfortunately my second round was against my buddy Neil and he was also playing a four plus color deck and it was just kind of a total mess we played a couple of rounds and uh, I was able to win so I was 1-1 and um, that was pretty fun my third round was against another friend Andrew and he was playing earth ice fire and he had a really good theme going on as well but for the games against Andrew I was just these were the two games where my deck did all the good things it was supposed to do. I opened my color fixing Moogles, I opened my Aldo, I opened into Ignacio, into Camelot and Garland, and all these great things. And when it my deck played like that, it's I mean it, it's it has a lot of good cards, so it it looks great, but if you can't assemble it all then it just really falls apart. So I, I do recommend staying into into as few colors as possible. My round four opponent try um, Mr. Dragoon himself was playing Fire Ice. That's right, you heard me, Fire Ice. He was in two elements. He did not need to splash a third element. Most people were playing two elements with a splash of a third. He literally had a 50-50 Fire Ice deck, and it played like a constructed deck. It, <laughs> he completely dominated me, and it was not even close. He had six soldier third classes which search themselves when you play them so he could continuously search soldier third class, play a bunch of them, and then use all of his removal to uh, take advantage of their first strike. He had uh, multiple Ignacio, he had Zack, he had all these great fire combos, he had Camelot stuff like that, and he was able to just take advantage of that and um, really just put a lot of pressure on me and build these board states and these combinations that I couldn't deal with. Uh, and one of the things that makes Ignacio so good in Sealed is that if you pitch a fire card for uh, his ability, he boosts himself by 2k. But in Sealed, there's not a guarantee that your opponent's going to have a fire card to play because there's it's just their deck could be a total mix of cards so you're not always going to use that ability but in the case of try he had so many fire cards that he was always pitching uh, fire cards for Ignacio and I could have removed that Ignacio multiple times in both games and at one point he actually went so far to pitch uh, four fire cards to keep his Ignacio alive and he could because his Ignacio had swung so many times and drawn him so many cards uh, that it was 
just easy for him to, to pitch cards. So that made it very, very difficult to get around. So that that made it that was kind of a kind of a bummer. So I ended up going two two and, and overall I'm pretty happy. I had a lot of fun learning how some of these cards work. Uh, I ended up getting to be on the live from Midgar podcast. So you can check that out on the Geeky Villain YouTube channel, which is great. You should, I should, uh, you should go subscribe to that uh, and you can listen to me on there. But um, And then I had a long drive home where I got to think about what I'm going to talk to you guys about here. So the final thing we're going to do today is kind of just go over some plans for my Opus 10 content and some cards that I'm really excited about. time to wrap up so uh, looking forward I'm going to be doing some Opus 10 content on my YouTube channel and maybe even some articles for my website and right now I'm also doing a lot of testing so I've been playing around with Mono Earth uh, looking at the new potential to draw cards with Suzuhisa the new 1cp Titan spell and also um, the Kusith summon and I'm absolutely loving it I've been uh, actually playing on untapped and I've won all of my mono earth matches which is really great I haven't played that many yet but they've all been very successful I'm playing the 2cp Noctis backup to just to see how valuable is it to play 2cp 9ks uh, which would be Ingus he gets his discount from playing a Noctis and so far it feels pretty good because not only is mono earth drawing cards now when you're spending less to play your cards you save your CP and you use it for other things and I'm having a total blast playing it, um, and we'll we'll just have to see if that holds because it's kind of silly season right now. People are t- trying out a lot of things. I'm not exactly playing against the most tuned decks in the world. I've also been messing around with Sky Pirates uh, and a Wind Water variant, and that's been really great as well. I've basically taken uh, a very competitive Wind Water list and changed it into a Sky Pirate list changing as little as possible while adding in sky pirates to try to see if like a sky pirate engine is going to be able to make a difference and so far it's been really neat when you play Pinello the 4cp backup you can search directly into Tomage as a water backup and then you can play cards like the 3cp starter ash that draws it draws a card if you have a sky pirate backup or forward it's just a character or job sky pirate so that's actually pretty easy to do it's just turns into a one cp forward with an action ability um, and you can also play cards like eliza and uh, six cp vaughn and even if you play the four cp starter vaughn and you have tomage and fran out i'm playing the backup fran for now uh, and you play the four cp vaughn out you actually activate two of your backups as well as any forward sky pirates that were dull and that's kind of an interesting combo itself so um Looking forward, besides the uh, the decks that I'm going to be try building, and I'll, I'll probably do some deck techs for those. I'm also just really excited for some Opus 10 cards. Uh, Ignacio is definitely one of those. I, I can't wait to build some fire and maybe fire earth. Uh, Shantoto is actually a card that I've come around a lot on, so I'll definitely be trying to build that as well. And 
then um, the Ranpier, the two CP lightning backup that plays a 11 forward when it goes into the break zone, that's another card that I'm going to be testing with a lot. So I'm pretty excited to be trying out all of these cards. Uh, so it also makes it really painful that we're not getting any cards anytime soon in Vancouver, but hopefully we'll get stock in as soon as possible. So that's all for this week, um, and we'll come back actually pretty soon. I'll I'll try to do something this weekend. This podcast is a little bit late because of just how busy life and work is, but we'll we'll try to get up a little sooner this upcoming week. I try to do them on Thursday, Friday. So you can read my articles at themacityapost.com. You can also check me out on YouTube at the Missidia Post. You can throw me a like on Facebook and subscribe to me on YouTube, and I really appreciate that. Don't forget to check out Cards that you release for all of your FFTCG needs, and you can use that promo code uh, Palimporum10. And finally, I always thank FF Decks because they are incredible. They've got all the Opus 10 cards up, and you just got to go check them out. All right, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time in the city. Inside.